What's up, loves? It's your girl, Jerry Alicia. And your girl, Alicia J. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, what's up, what's up? So, y'all, we are back with the Journey to Motherhood podcast. And we have an amazing show for you guys on today. Absolutely. Um, So, today... I know that usually, you know, when me and Alicia are recording the podcast, you know, we talk a lot about what other people are doing, what other people are saying, how, you know, it's not fair or how, you know, other people are not considerate about, you know, how they uh, treat us or what they say to us and those type of things. And y'all know me, y'all know I will fight for y'all like for real in the spirit, but in the natural too, if I have to, I will okay. fight for y'all when folks is coming at you the wrong way. I love y'all. I promise I do. However, today we're going to look at ourselves. We're going to take a good look at ourselves. And I want to talk about our motive. Like, sis, why do you want a baby? Like, like, why are you trying so hard for this? Mm -hmm. And I know that that may sound harsh to some people, but the fact of the matter is that motive matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you know we just be out here you know doing our own thing it's what I want so I'm gonna go get it I'm gonna go get her all this stuff that's cool but why that's so that's my question today but why why uh, why do you want a baby yep and um, I think too many of us aren't a- asking that question or answering it and I I totally agree because for a long time I never asked the question I didn't, I didn't ask. It didn't even dawn on me to ask the question. Exactly. I never even thought to ask this question of why do I want to give my husband a baby so bad? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I like this is going to be a real episode, so I'm going to be honest. In the beginning, I wanted, you know, a baby because his sister was getting pregnant. My mom and dad were asking, and, you know, family members were asking, you know, when, you're gonna, when are you going to have a baby? Y'all have been together forever because I've been with my husband since I was 19. So mm-hmm. there, the question was, like, what are y'all doing? First, the question was, when are y'all going to get married? Because even though I met him and started dating him at 19, we didn't get married until I was 25. And so first the family was like, like, really, what what are y'all doing? Because <laughs> the whole shacking up thing, that ain't even useless. Like, what's really going on? And right. then so after we got married, the question became, so when are you going to have kids? And that question kept coming. It kept coming. <laughs> it kept coming. It kept coming. It didn't stop coming. Yes. Right. And so initially I honestly wanted a baby because I just wanted people to stop asking me that question. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I was just like, I'm tired of this question. Like I really want a baby, but then like for real. And so, but then I realized that I really actually wanted a baby for me because I had to ask myself that question because I was being depressed and all this stuff. And so I literally had to sit down and say, okay, but why do I want a baby? Why do I want to give my husband a daughter? What's in it for me? What is my motive? And I found out, you know, what my motive was after asking the question. But if we're going to be real, some of us, our motives are not 100% pure. Mm -mm. Um, Some of us, you know, we want a baby because we want to make the baby mama or the ex-wife jealous. Yes. Um, sis, if that's you, I want you to press pause and go repent. Like right now, Leave. don't don't go any further. And you need to take a self assessment, girl. Take a self assessment because that ain't even that ain't even the reason why you need to be having no kids. Come on. There's so many. There's so many things wrong with that reason. Number one, so many. Uh, you should not be bringing another life into this world because you're jealous of somebody else. Hello. Somebody. Um, yeah. No. It's a no and <laughs> you shouldn't bring a, a life into this world if you're trying to trap a man. I have not seen that work out for anybody. It is it is not going to work <laughs> out. I'm, I'm so sorry, sis. I know you say you love him Girl. and you think giving him a baby is going to make everything okay at home. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's um, not. I have yet to see it. Like, I've seen a lot of married couples, you know, um, get 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 to a point in their marriage. Well, I've heard stories. I'm sorry, um, where they get to a point in their marriage where they're you know on the brink of divorce, and then all of a sudden they get pregnant again, and it's like, you know, they're holding on to the hope that this child is going to um, be the glue that b- keeps them together, and it doesn't usually work out that way. Like both of them usually have already checked out of the marriage at that point. 
Um, and some people stay until that kid, you know, turns 18. And then as soon as 18 comes, they, you know, get a divorce. So it's like, why spend another, you know, 17, 18 years miserable uh, for the sake of that kid? You know what I'm saying? So just that's not a good motive to keep your marriage together. If your marriage is falling apart, you need to go to counseling, therapy, go to God. Before bringing um, a baby into the to the equation, right? That's just another um, complication. <laughs> yeah, because babies do not fix marriages. Babies are not band aids. They are not glue Mm-mm. for your marriage. Babies are babies. They're That's babies. the whole purpose of, of being to be a baby, not to stroke your ego and not to try to save your marriage. That's something that you have to seek God and your husband about. Um, but bringing a baby into that is not a good idea. I do not recommend. Nope. at all um, <laughs> and you know some people you know want want children because like me family pressure another mm-hmm. reason not to bring a kid into the mix um, especially if you were dysfunctional like I was because I was extremely dysfunctional I tell y'all this all the time and y'all always laugh at me but I'm being dead serious I was extremely dysfunctional I was depressed I was stressed out and I just had so many issues and mm-hmm. so I, I praise God that he did not allow me to bring a baby in the mix back then um, because my baby would be in therapy like they be in children's <laughs> therapy right now not therapy already, girl. <laughs> no I'm serious they would oh, be in no. therapy <laughs> I'm not lying <laughs> I'm totally not lying because that's how dysfunctional I was like talk about an attitude problem like my attitude was the worst and then I grew up almost like an only child so sharing my stuff is a new thing for me oh yeah that can change your life I mean that changes your life and not just sharing your stuff like you know when you have a baby like your your life that you knew as a single person, as a married person, or whatever, that you got to say goodbye to that life unless you got a nanny that's gonna, you know, raise your kid for you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> which is another, like, I don't understand why you would have a kid if you're gonna let somebody else raise them. But, you know, that's, that's, that's a right totally there. other thing. Whole different yeah. Whole different thing. Um, but yeah, so, and I, I wanted it in this family pressure because I felt like. Yeah. That's just what I was supposed to do because, you know, we talked about the Bible saying be fruitful and multiply in Genesis. So I felt like I was just supposed to do that. Um, but that that's not really a reason to have a baby just because the Bible says I should be fruitful and multiply. Well, sis, what do you actually want? Like, you have to ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Do you really want a baby? Like, uh, set aside what the Bible says. Set aside family pressures. Set aside baby mamas, ex-wives whatever your situation looks like, set aside all that and just have you in this equation. What is it that you want? Right. Right. Now, if you ask yourself that question and then you come to terms with, I really do want a baby because I want to leave a legacy and these things, then that's one thing. But if you can't honestly say that you want a baby for you, since you're going to have some issues, Exactly. It's it's going to be a hard road. Right. And then, you know, also another motive, um, trying to have a baby to fit in. Like, um, yeah, if your friends part. are having babies, you know, that, that part, like, you know, being single and, you know, I was like, at one point in time, I was like, I'm not buying another bridesmaid dress. Like, I literally was like, this is my last wedding. The next wedding I'm in, that's my wedding. <laughs> it's going to be my right. wedding. But, you know, it becomes difficult because you compare yourself to others, which is Mm -hmm. something we do that we should not do. Um, And, you know, it's like uh, you you settle for things to fit in and then you end up creating this life that you're unhappy with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when you get married and you have that child, is your desire to have a kid because everybody else around you is having a kid? do you want to fit in? You want something to talk about when you, you, you know, are sitting around with your friends. I mean, I know it's difficult. Trust me. I get it. It's difficult to be in the room and all your friends have kids and you're sitting there and you're like, well, um, anybody. Like, yeah, I can't relate to that. But right. Okay. I, I, I don't know about, you know, your kid running around and, you know, he 
he decided he was going to take off his diaper and just run around. And, you know, I can't I can't relate to that. So um, it becomes uh, awkward <laughs> when you don't have something to say. But at the same time, it's like, do we get to a point of desperation? Right. Mm-hmm. Where we want something because we want to fit in or we want something just to please others, like you said before. So, you know, just, you know, making that assessment of, you know, what do you want to do? And I had to make that assessment. I was like, why do I want to be married so bad? Why do I want to have a kid so bad? And, you know, in the midst of doing all the things that I've been doing lately, I've literally had to take a a assessment of my why. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, I wanted to be married. I wanted to have kids um, because... Um, I wanted to fill a void in my life. And the void happened when my mother passed away when I was six. And so that void of being motherless, even though I was motherless for like a year and a half, it was very um, impactful for me. Right. Right, right, right. And so I just wanted that complete family. And so the only way I knew how to do that was to create my own right even Mm -hmm. though my dad remarried you know i have a beautiful you know brother and you know we grew up very well you know it wasn't like i didn't have love i was very loved but when there's something that's broken in you and you don't address it it's hard to look at what you have because you're so busy looking at what you don't have and so and then you start trying to feel it with stuff Absolutely. And so I was trying to fill it with, you know, this love that I was trying to get from other places. And I've told this story before. My father is an amazing man of God, Um, but he was not raised with that um, uh, emotional attachment. Right. So Mm -hmm. his his mindset was I'm provider, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm protector. I'm, you know, all those things. But I never really had an, a, an emotional attachment with my father. And so we're, we are working on that now <laughs> and um, we're, he's doing a really good job. And, but, but that's not his fault. That's just how he was raised. Right. 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 Um, and so, um, so I was trying to fill that void. So I was like, if I get married, I'll have, you know, that piece of me fulfilled as well. And so it's just kind of like this family that I was trying to create was going to fill all these little voids with only God can heal. Right. And so when I started unpacking and going to looking in the mirror and going to therapy and going to counseling and literally identifying the things that were broken down in me that had broken and how desperate I was for to fit in, how, why I was desperate to be married, why I was desperate to be a mother, why it was so devastating for me when I got the diagnosis. And then realizing, you know what, I am I enjoy, you know, being by myself sometimes, right? So let's enjoy this, this um, phase of life. What I what I've been saying, I'm like, enjoy your rich auntie days. You know, this is this is the time where you can just be rich auntie and be like, hey, let's Let's go and blah, 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 or go on vacation and drop everything. And I'm going to enjoy this period of time in life because I want to um, I want to look back and say, I enjoyed that 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 season in my life. And I'm enjoying my season of being married. I'm enjoying my season of being a mother. But I don't want to be so focused and stressed out on becoming a wife and a mother that I overlook the goodness of this season. I mm-hmm. overlook the purpose of this season, which is for me to be doing things that God has called me to do. And so um, I think once you start shifting and start um, really diving deep into your why, then you'll start changing your perspective of what being a mother looks like for you. What right. What is it trying to fulfill, right? And so... Um, I just, you know, I just, I'm I'm asking you ladies, like, just take a step back, you and your husband, right? Right. Just take a step back. And for your single ladies, just take a step step back and say, okay, what else is it that I, that I, what is it that I'm doing? Take a step back and say, why? And then also say, you know what, now that I've 
recognize why, what can I be doing in the season while we wait? Exactly. And that's, that part is important where you can finally say, you know what? I'm at peace with where I am. That doesn't mean my desire to be a mother is, you know, dead to me, right? I'm still going to desire to be a mom. Right. But what am I going to do with that desire? And what am I going to do with this time? And you can still prepare, right? I mean, faith without works is dead. So we're not saying, like, give up on the dream. No, we just saying, want you to recognize why you have this dream exactly. in the first place. And if your motive is pure, because impure motive exactly. is a bad thing. Uh, because God, one thing, here's the thing. God is looking at your motive, too, mm-hmm. in this whole process. God is looking at why you want a baby. Are you trying to make other people jealous? Do you even really want a kid? Are you going to be nasty to the kid when you get it because you don't, you didn't really want it in the first place? This, these are things that we have to think about because, like we say all the time, we're not just birthing regular children. We're birthing children in this earth that are going to do great things for the Lord. And so we have to kind of nurture and cultivate their spiritual gifts. But how can you cultivate your child's spiritual gifts if you don't even like your child? Right. That's part. You can't do that. Yeah, how we go? I don't you should, y'all should see my face right now. Like, really, how? How are we gonna do that? Can't it do can't it. happen. And so if, if you really don't want a child, you need to come to grips with that instead of trying to one up, you know, an ex or whatever your case is. Come to grips and be like, you know what? I really, I like kids and all, but I, I don't know if I want to be a mom. All right. And it's okay for you to say it's that. It's okay. Yeah. I think that sometimes we get so um, caught up in these identities of what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. That we forget that it's okay to have another perspective. It is. Absolutely. Um, And earlier today, I was reading the story of uh, uh, Rachel and Leah. And I was laughing because I realized, and I never realized this before, as much as I've read this story, I realized that neither one of them had great motives for having children. Mm -mm. Like, one of them wanted children because they were, well, both of them wanted children because they were jealous. It was just different kinds of jealousy. Uh, Leia wanted children uh, because she wanted her husband to love her because he loved Rachel. Rachel wanted her children because she saw that Leia was having children and she got jealous and she got mad and she just blurted out, give me children or I'll die. That's what she said. Like, sis, wait, what? We dying now? No, ma'am. Desperation. She just threw it all out. (laughs) <laughs> she and I love her honesty though because she was like if you if I don't do this I'm just gonna die but we have to get to a point where we understand you know why we're doing this thing like is it because you're jealous is it because like Alicia said is it because you want to fit in mm-hmm. is it because your family is pressuring you is it because church culture says to be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. like why do you want to have a kid right and i can say for me i want to have a kid because when i die i want to leave a legacy mm-hmm. when i die i want to fulfill everything that god has put on the inside of me. that's why i want to have a kid but we have we have to ask that hard question right and come to terms with the hard answer whatever that answer looks like and Alicia said she wanted it because she was trying to fill a void from when her mom passed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that like, has you got to be honest now. with yourself. Yeah. 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 Of course. And but you got to be honest, honest with yourself. Exactly. But, and it took some time for me to realize that too. So, I mean, we're not expecting you to be like, oh, today, like, I know why. Like, that was years of unpacking a lot right. of things that I had not verbalized or I thought I had healed from. And, you know, healing is a process. So totally, it is totally, you know, um, you know, recognizing things, you may not recognize them up front, you may not recognize them immediately. Um, and that's okay. And that's totally okay. So like, even now, um, as Jerry talks about legacy, I want to leave a legacy, I want my name to be carried on. Um, and, you know, I, I literally dreamt about my children. So it's fulfilling whatever God has placed in me. Um, right. And so, you know, marriage, the desire for marriage, the desire to be a mother has been with me since I was a kid, but I've 
finally gotten to the point where it's like it's not my god it's not something i idolize anymore right and that brings me i'm glad you said idol thank you alicia (laughs) that brings me to another point is your desire for a kid become has it become an idol Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because some of us you know we have this by any means necessary Mm -hmm, mentality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's an idol it's an idol because by any means necessary means you don't care what you got to do. Exactly. I need you to care. Exactly. Because the fact of the matter is that if you're saying that this is something that God has called you to do, that if uh, becoming a mother is something that God has graced you to do, and then you say by any means necessary, then you've made, an, you've made the promise an idol. Exactly. And we know how God feels about idols. So there's yeah, that. It's- and so... These are the things that we have to think about. Mm-hmm. Why do you want a kid? Has your desire become an idol? We, if God were to grant your promise right now and you were to give birth, would you be ready? Right. Mentally. Would you be fulfilled? Right, would it, exactly. Would it be fulfilling for you? Or would it be just like, oh, this happened and, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, this happened, but I'm still depressed. I'm still depressed. Oh, this happened, but I still hate my life. Right. Oh, this happened because postpartum depression is a real thing. Real. It is real. And it so I know real. women that were good before that dealt with postpartum depression. So so imagine not being good, like for real, for real, not being good. Then on top of that, you have postpartum depression. Since that's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And so I want us to ask these questions now. Like we, in this sense, we have an advance. Mm-hmm. because we get to ask these questions now instead of just, you know, being pregnant. And then five years of your kid is five. And now you're asking the question of, did I really want a kid? Exactly. And so in this respect, we have an advantage because we get to ask these questions. Now we get to deal with this stuff head on mm-hmm. instead of just reacting to it. When we realize that it's happening to us. Exactly. We have, uh, the, uh, the heads up. We got benefits, man. Yeah. And <laughs> and the Lord is gracious to us for that. Because Absolutely. not not everybody can say that, you know, before I got pregnant or before I had a baby, I I took the time to realize why. Mm-hmm. I took the time to ask why. Mm-hmm. Most people Yeah. Most people are just like, Oh, we, we became pregnant. And so five five years later I'm in therapy because some stuff I can't handle. Now I'm asking these questions. Right. Right. And again, this is like no knock to parents, you know, kudos to you guys. Yeah, no definitely. Knock to people who are married, but it's just a great time to take advantage of the time, right? You have time to do it. You have time to be um, available. You have time to work in ministry. You have time to uh, learn more about your spouse. You have time to vacate. You have time to um, learn more about uh, yourself, not just your spouse, but learn mm-hmm. more about who you are as a person. Um, I think, you know, when we're in our 20s, we're so optimistic and we just feel like we know everything. And it's like, <laughs> when you get to your 30s, it's like, oh, I don't know nothing. Like at <laughs> all. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, what was what? I thinking? Exactly, right? And so you sit there and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is not, this is new. This is okay. literally your twenties. You, you on top of the world, you know, everything Uh-oh. your thirties. You're like, what, what do I know? I don't what know do anything. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> feel like Solomon out in these streets. I don't know anything, da, da, da. but, um, but yeah. And then, you know, I don't know what the forties, what you feel in your forties. Cause I'm not there yet, but you know, hopefully, you know, our 40s is like, okay, we've kind of got a rhythm in life. And then, of course, you know, as we get older, our parents are getting older. So when she hits your 50s, now you've, now you're entering into that caregiver for your parents and all kind of other stuff, right? So, I mean, every season of life is going to be different. But at the same time, um, you know, enjoy the season that you're in. My mother preached a, a really good message um, not too long ago where she said, just be thankful. So she said, you know what, you might not have the full functionality of your lungs, but be thankful that you can have an oxygen machine because some people don't have that. Right. Or, you know, you may have lost a loved one, but be thankful for the time that you did get to spend with that loved one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just That's look good. right, and just look at what you have. Like, um, you know, we we've been have been diagnosed with infertility or whatever, but at the same time, it gives us an opportunity to um, educate ourselves, to educate others. It gives us an opportunity to look at um, look at ourselves in a different lens and to actually see ourselves how God sees us. Because mm-hmm. I think before you become diagnosed with things, it's like that that notion of, you know, I know that God loves me, but now it's like, I really know that God loves me because he's protecting me from other things. Like, we don't know, um, you know, what could happen. Like, some of us, he may be protecting us from dying in childbirth. Like, who knows, right? So just be thankful that, hey, I still have a body. I still have a sound mind. I might not have what I really want, but I'm still here. I'm still right. present. I'm still able to work. I still wake up every morning. I still have a roof over my head. I still have food on the table. I still have these things. And so I know, again, not negating your desire to be a mother, not negating the fact that you're having challenges, not negating the fact that, you know, these things are real, right? You're having real situations, real life challenges, real life obstacles, but God, God sets things up and let me, t- okay. So pastor Darius of, I think change, uh, change church. I can't remember what it's called, but he said this, this thing to, to me and it hit me so hard. He said, God brought the Israelites to the Red Sea. He said he could have taken the Israelites to, around where the Philistines are. Um, but Mm -hmm. Um, but he knew that there would, there would be fighting if they went that way. And then they would probably turn back and go back to Egypt. Right. But he brought him to the Red Sea. He literally brought him to the, brought them to the obstacle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he said something so powerful. He said, stop binding everything. Like we, we bind everything and we rebuke everything. And sometimes we are literally binding or rebuking the hand of God. Mm. God may be bringing us to this, this fertility journey, like uh, on our fertility journey so that he can be shown as all powerful miracle worker. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as we know, God parted the Red Sea. And um, another thing that, you know, I've read this story a million times and never really realized it, but they walked uh, through the wet Red Sea in the morning. I think every time that we've seen it, we've seen it at nighttime, right? The movie show is at night. Yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm thinking about that now. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was in the morning. It was in the morning. It was during the daytime. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. And so, and you know, God caused the wind to pack part the Red Sea. And then as soon as all the Israelites were over, then, you know, he destroyed the Egyptians. And so he was saying, you know what? God is probably maybe bringing you to this obstacle in order for your testimony to show God's power. And so when I started changing the way that I thought about what is going on with my body, I realized that, you know what, God, this is for your glory. Whatever happens, you know what, you'll get the glory. So even if I have to adopt, if I have to, you know, go through IVF, if I have to do whatever, God, you will get the glory out of this. And so I'm going to stop binding and rebuking and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask you to open my womb, but I'm not going to bind and rebuke as much as I used to. So right. and then and speaking of binding and rebuking, you have to be specific. Girl, yes. And what you're binding and rebuking. Hello? Because some people don't know that. <laughs> It's true. You have to be because the Bible says whatever I bind on earth, I bind in heaven. Yeah. And so we got to be specific about this thing, because if you're if you're binding your whole infertility journey on earth, then you're 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 binding that in heaven, too. And that that's no, we can't bind the whole journey. Right. Bind the spirit of infertility. I totally agree. Yes. But as far as, you know, obstacles and waiting, don't bind the waiting process because there's grace in this process. Yes. And so, so if, if, you know, if you're in the uh, Christian space and you understand what we're saying, when you bind something, be really specific about what you're binding. And then you have to loose the counterpart. Mm -hmm. So don't just be binding stuff. 
Yes. Uh, you you gotta lose some stuff. You got to lose something because you found something, but right. you don't have nothing to, to replace receive. it. Right. Right. You don't have and anything then, to replace it. And then also you gotta tell it not to come back. So that's that that's part. The other th- thing I can't remember which which um story it was where Jesus I want to say is when he cast out the demons and and put him into the pigs, mm-hmm. but he literally was like, "I rebuke you." No, no, no. It was the um. Uh, the father who said, I, I, I don't believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. Rebuke the spirit out of the young boy. And he, um, he's in his, in his rebuke, he, um, he said, and don't come back. And so I think it's that part where we like rebuke. And then like, you know how people go through deliverance and then they wonder why in like four weeks they're back where they were. Mm-hmm. It's because we rebuked it, but we didn't tell it not to come back. Right. So, right, that part. <laughs> so yeah, so so if you're binding the spirit of infertility, right. make sure you loose a spirit of fertility, of fertility, <laughs> a spirit of um, being fruitful and multiplying. Exactly. So, because you know, there's order in the kingdom of heaven, so we got to do this thing in order. Absolutely. We have we have to have order to because you know you know me and Alicia are both ministers of the gospel you know we love Jesus for real and Amen. so we want to teach this simply because because number one I don't want you to waste your breath I really exactly. have a thing about folks wasting their breath like it really yes. gets on my nerves uh, number one I don't want you to waste your breath number two I want you to have the tools that you need so when you go home and when you're when you're by yourself and when you're warring in the spirit and when you're praying and interceding you can do it the right way exactly exactly and so just just for the record because what you, know, what you, you bind on here, earth you will be bound in heaven you bind in heaven you lose what on you earth, lose on earth you lose in, in heaven. heaven so be specific about that thing if and, if you have a certain i'm sorry alicia and don't and don't pray a mist either <laughs> that goes back to to motives <laughs> that part that part what's in your heart girl what's in your heart man yes so yeah but go ahead sorry jerry no i'm i'm cracking up over here um because it's so true it is uh, true when you pray be specific mm-hmm. uh, and it goes to what you were saying alicia about uh blessing the womb so and i Mm. teach this a lot make sure that you're not saying lord bless my womb because you think your womb is cursed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because in jesus name it is not it is not cursed in jesus name it is not. but i will say this disclaimer you do need to break like ask all generational curses be broken (laughs) yes be 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 mindful of that too because if you know you have a if your family has a history of like your your aunts and your mother has had a history of difficulty conceiving, then you can break that curse, right? Yes. And not even just difficulty conceiving, any generational no. curse, any curse that is coming after your bloodline, you need to yeah. break it. Yes. Because what we don't want is for you to get pregnant and your children have to deal with this curse. Exactly. That's what we're not going to do. Exactly. So, like, Ask God, are there any generational curses? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Most of us have parents in our 60s, maybe 70s. Um, and a lot back then, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. And so you got to break. If it hasn't already been done, you have to break that stuff off of your bloodline. Because mm-hmm. back then, when a lot of stuff was going on, the devil was running rampant, just like he is now. It's the yeah. same thing. Uh, he was running rampant and so if nobody was taught to break those curses off of your bloodline it may still be there you may have a curse of infertility on your bloodline so yeah. you know ask God these questions absolutely and not not only that not just going to the 60s and 70s look I go all the way back to slavery because a lot all of stuff that was done part. to our ancestors that like, part so <laughs> that we did not ask for. <laughs> so we got trauma. We got, you know, things that, you know, black, especially as black women, we were uh, considered more resilient. So a lot of medical uh, exploration was done on us for, yeah. uh, for obstetrics reasons. And, um, you know, so next time you see a black woman, if you're not black and you're listening to this, you know, thank them. 
Um, <laughs> but real talk. Real talk. Real right? talk. Real talk. So, and not only just for women, but you know, for men, you know, there was rape, there was molestation, there's mm-hmm. a lot of trauma that is attached to, and not just for black people. I'm just saying, you know, in in families in general, there are a lot of things that just have that happened for years like you would never know if your grandmother was like yeah I was raped you know when I was 14 like you grandma like Like, you know like let me tell you so and I have a story about that so Mm -hmm. not about rape but so one year on my birthday my mom took me to Papa Do's right and so Mm -hmm. we were just having a conversation we were talking about my infertility or whatever and she nonchalantly just says, oh, yeah, because, you know, when me and my dad, me and your dad were trying to have you, we had some issues. Wait, what? Mom? Wait, right. Like, why you ain't tell me? <laughs> why am I 30 finding this out? What? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's so you literally is. never know. Never know. And she was just too. like, yeah, we had to go to the doctor. I had to get a minor surgery. I had to be on some medication. What? She just to conceive you. And I'm just crazy. like, and I find this out on my birthday. What? So my point is, you literally never know. Never know. Never. And so, and I, and I thank God for you, Alicia, because with the Motherhood Foundation, you are encouraging people to ask these questions. Because exactly. people just don't ask questions like that. I would have never no. known to ask my mom if she had fertility issues because that's just not something you ask, right? Exactly. And then for you, at least your mother was alive. I had to go find my aunts and be like, "Do y'all remember my mama had any issues?" <laughs> Child, it's a whole and mess. Like, it's a whole mess, and I'm like. And I'm like, well, I remember y'all had some issues. And so I had to ask them, like, you know, what issues did y'all have, you know, trying to get pregnant and all that stuff. And so I'm learning all this stuff. They were like, yes. And I had to go buy a baby blanket. Like, there's this blanket that I I don't know where it came from. But apparently it has been anointed as the the fertility blanket. But wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Pause. Pause for pause. You have a fertility blanket <laughs> in your family. Okay. It's a fertility blanket. And my aunt said it's yellow. And she gave it to my cousin. They conceived. And she gave it to somebody else. And they conceived. So I don't know. I don't know where this blanket is. I anymore. need you to find that blanket, Alicia. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, need to, I really do need to ask my cousin and be like, do you still have that blanket? <laughs> let, but, me, um, let me check that blanket out real quick. Okay. Real quick. I need it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but seriously, like, you know, when I'm listening to all these stories about, you know, my aunt going to the doctor and she said, you know, the doctor was like, you need to lose weight, you need to do all this stuff. And God still, you know, uh, blessed them with a baby. So, you know, it's just with two kids, actually. But learning, you know, about those things up front makes it easier to know what to pray for. Yeah. If we don't, you know, we out here just binding everything. I'm like, I bind infertility. I bind PCOS. I bind uh, endometriosis. I bind. Uh, like, and all those I'm, things are good to bind. It is. Not yes, saying that. But We're get to the root of it. Exactly. So, you know, it's easier if you already know, uh, you have that history to know what to bind than to be like just binding everything. But I mean, eventually you'll, you'll find, you know, what to bind. But, um, you know, again, it's important to lose, uh, you know, your good health, good health and uh, lose, you know, fibroids shrinking or no fibroids, you know, those type of things. Um, but another thing is having a good health care provider, right? Yes, and, definitely. Uh, yes. And, you know, making sure <clears throat> especially that they understand what fibroids are, because I think a lot of times b- women, black women in particular, we you know, we have a higher rate of fibroids and mm-hmm. um, our OBs are not catching it. Um, I had an auntie who basically was not uh, treated properly for her fibroids and they basically told her she couldn't have kids, which wasn't really the case, but they didn't treat the fibroids. So then, you know, there you have it. So, you know, make sure, you know, you have a doctor who cares. Uh, that's so important. Right, and you have to advocate for yourself uh, because some some doctors don't know, and then there are doctors that don't care. So yeah. you have number one, you have to figure out which kind of doctor you have, and mm-hmm. then you have to advocate for yourself, ask questions. 
Exactly. Uh, because doctors don't have to, you know, they can tell you what the treatment plan is, but you don't have to agree to it. That's right. That's so right. So ask questions. Ask all the questions. And even all if they get them. agitated with you, ask more questions. Because yes. at the end of the day, you pay or no? It's, it's your body. And it's your body. <laughs> Like, at the end of the day, it's you, your body. You're you're paying the bill, exactly. so you have a right to know all of your options. All you have a right to know options. everything that's going on with you, and not just what your doctor wants you to hear. Exactly, and don't be ashamed ever, ever. Listen, let me find out one of y'all ashamed. I'm gonna come okay. hug you. I'm gonna come hug. I'm gonna find you and hug you okay. and tell you not to be ashamed. Because here's the thing: infertility, it is what it is. Yep. At this point, it is honestly, it is what it is. Not saying that you have to be as vocal as me and Alicia because we're very vocal about our stuff. Not saying that you have to do that, but you don't have to hide it either um, exactly. because there's nothing wrong with you. Exactly. You're not less than a woman. Nope. You're not a bad Christian. Nope. None You're of not that broken. is broken. You're <laughs> not broken. None of that is true just because you happen to have fertility issues. And God is the God of miracles, signs, signs and, and wonders. wonders. So, you know, don't don't give up. Enjoy your life and just keep the hope. Keep seeking God in this this season, seeking his direction, seeking his will, and he'll make things he'll make things clear to you, trust me. And he'll begin to open doors. When you are in the right place at the right time when you are on the right track, God will open the doors. Trust and believe. <laughs> and then you just be like, wait, God, what? Right. <laughs> you be looking like, but this wasn't in my plan, God. Exactly. Like, what? What is going on? And it's okay it. if it's not in your plan. Because here's the thing about your plan. Mm -hmm. They're great and all, but mm -hmm. God's plans are better. Yeah. I promise. They are so I'm not lie to y'all about that. God's plans are so much better. And so, speaking of hope, I'm glad you brought up hope, Alicia, um, because sometimes, even with this journey, we put our hope in the wrong things. Oh, girl. Uh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> if you put your hope in your fertility, you might be disappointed. Mm -hmm. If you put your hope even in a baby, you might be disappointed. Yep. However, if you put your hope in Jesus, you good to go. Every time. You're good to go. Um, and so I want us to make sure that that when we hope, we're hoping on Jesus and not on these things, not on things of this world, mm -hmm. not on material things, mm -hmm. not on things that we can see or touch. But when you literally put your hope in Jesus, you're saying, OK, Lord, I have no idea how this is going to work out, but I trust you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because all this other stuff is conditional mm -hmm. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's conditional. Trying to have a baby is conditional. Uh, material things are conditional. But Jesus, he, he's everlasting. He was here before the world. He's going to be here when this world ends. The Lord, God literally created it that way. So when we hope in him, we're okay. Right. Even if even if disappointment sets in, when my hope is in him, I know I'm going to be okay. Like I have no doubt whatsoever. I'm going to be okay because my hope is in Jesus. Jesus. Every time. Every single What's the time. song say? That's, my hope is it's built, built on nothing, on less, nothing less than That's Jesus' right. blood and righteousness. Yes, honey. That's Take literally it back. what it says. Old school. You got to. That's super you gotta, old school, though. You got to bring them back, though. <laughs> this is how you know we Baptist church kids, though. This is, <laughs> this is how you know. Church girls in the house. Church girls in the house. If you ever had a doubt, me and Alicia are church girls through and through. Through um, and through. <laughs> there's no denying Four. that at all. <laughs> But no, seriously, when your hope is built on Jesus, when he is what you hope in, whatever happens in this world, it may hurt, you may cry, you may even get mad at God, mm -hmm. but you know you're going to be okay because your hope is placed in something that's solid. Yep. The solid Not rock. something that's going to change. At least don't get me started. I know. I'm about to go back. <laughs> we about to have a whole Baptist moment. <laughs> 
We done started down this road. We might as well continue. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, y'all. Like, for real. Seriously, though. Uh, we're laughing and we're joking, but we really want y'all to get this and understand that place your hope in Jesus. Because anything else is going to disappoint you at, at, at some point in some way. Mm-hmm. That's just life. It is what it is. And I say that a lot, but it's true. It, it just is what it is. Um, so, yeah, y'all, we wanted to come on today talk about motives and all this other stuff. Believe it or not, the only thing that we really talked about talking about today was motives. The rest of that was lowered. Cause it we was. Just, <laughs> <laughs> the, the binding and loosing itself okay. should have let y'all know that we were not in control of this episode. <laughs> Oh, we literally just went with the flow, okay? Yes. Come on, Holy Spirit. That's that's how God does it. Like, literally, I prayed before this episode. Usually I pray after, but today I just had a feeling to pray before. And I was like, Lord, because I didn't know what what God was going to do after the motives. So I was like, Lord, you know, whatever you want to do, go ahead. And so he did it. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Uh, But I'm grateful because that was a conversation that really did need to be had. Uh, because some people just don't know, you know, the order of binding and loosing. And some people don't know to play price specifics. Right. Uh, that's something that, you know, that I was taught. And the Lord continues to teach me on that. But may, not everybody knows that. And so yeah. that's something that um, the Lord wanted y'all to know. Yes. To bind and loose correctly. Um, to pray specifically and to put your hope in Jesus. Amen. That's it. And also but, learning the names of God is important too. I've so important. That. Oh my gosh. Learn the names of God. You learn the Hebrew, learn the Greek, learn the, mm-hmm. learn the, um, what's the other one? Aramaic. Is that what I'm looking for? I think that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it I is. Learned, I learned most of the Hebrew names, but it just, I don't know. There's just like so much more power that I feel when I know the Hebrew name and I say Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah, you know, all the Elohims and yeah. all of this stuff. Jehovah so, Gabor. That's and all I don't that. know. Which one is that one? Jehovah Gabor? Yeah. I believe that's uh, the God that fights for you. Hold oh, on. I love it. But I'm going to G A. Oh. That's not a G. That's an A. G A. No, G I B B O R. Okay. So it's Jehovah Gabor Milkama. Gabor Milkama. Look, I'm not the God of War. To say I don't know yes. stuff. Yeah, it's it's the God of War. So that's the God because you know this is a war, y'all. It is a war. This 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 is a uh, infertility is part of a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. And so with Jehovah Gabor, he's literally the God that fights for us. Some of us, we've been, we've been trying to fight in the spirit on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't always work out well for us. Uh, but when we allow God to fight for us, that's something totally different. Uh, yeah. We win that way. We win. We win Every that time. way. <laughs> yeah, it means the Lord mighty in battle. That's literally okay. what it means. The Lord mighty in battle. The Lord um, yeah, Jehovah Gabor. I usually uh, the one that I have been doing because H- Hannah called on upon the Lord of Hosts. Mm, yeah. So um, when I read that, I was like, "What is this in in your names?" And so it's uh, Jehovah Sabaoth. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I was like, "Yes, come on." Uh, one of my favorite ones, of course, is Jehovah Rapha, the oh, God of healing. Yes. The healer, yes. The healer. The healer. Uh, and here's the thing. God is, I know a lot of times we just look at God as being God, maybe maybe our Lord, maybe Abba. Um, but God is all-encompassing. So literally everything that we need him to be, he is. He is every time. So if we need somebody to fight for us, if we need somebody to heal us, if we need somebody to give us peace, God is all of that. And so, Always yeah. And yes. for us. So, yeah, study. That's that's good, Alicia, though. Study the names of God. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised at the meaning, like how the meanings can relate to your situation. Mm-hmm. 
And you can look them up on Google. It's not like you got to go find a book anymore. You can just... Oh, no, no. Google is my best friend. Google. Hello. Yes. Google is my best friend. And yeah. so, yeah, we just wanted to come and talk to you all about that. Uh, make sure that keep praying. Amen. Don't don't stop praying. Amen. Uh, if you're anything like me, prayer can be difficult on this journey, but don't stop. Amen. Take it for somebody who did stop. Don't stop. It it doesn't make anything better. Number one, you just feel worse um, afterwards. So just don't stop uh, because God hears you. Um, even when you feel like he doesn't, even when you feel like God might be ignoring you or he's not paying you any attention, the truth of the matter is that he hears you. Um, the Bible tells us that he bottles our tears. So if we got a God yes. that literally bottles our tears, literally, he's listening. Yes. He's listening. Every and time. not only not only is he listening, he's working behind the scenes on your situation. Amen. It doesn't mean that your situation is going to work out exactly like you thought it would. Because sometimes we be mad when it work out differently. That's um, true. Sis, you got you to, gotta, um, how can I say this? You have to make sure that your will for your life lines up with God's. Amen. Amen. That'll, that'll cut out a lot of disappointment. Won't cut out all the disappointment. But when your will starts to become what God's will for your life is, then, then a lot of that stuff that you're disappointed about, it won't even phase you at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just be like, okay, it's not what God wants, and I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, so yeah, so that's what we want to talk about, y'all. We love y'all so much, and we, we are so, so so grateful um, for all of y'all that are listening. We're so grateful for what God is doing in your lives because we we be praying for y'all, and we know that God is working. Absolutely, uh, we know without a shadow of a doubt that God is working. So we will continue to pray for you guys. We will continue to lift you up. And encourage you on social media like we always do. That is not going to change at all. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are stuck with us. Sorry. Always. It is. <laughs> you stuck. You stuck with us. I mean, <laughs> we're not we're not going anywhere. So anywhere. there's that. There is that. Um, Alicia, do you have any last remarks? No, this has been a really good talk. So that's it. <laughs> it has been very good. We went from motives to a whole Bible study. Hello. <laughs> Look how God works. Look how he works. But yeah. Um, so let's pray, y'all. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, first and foremost, thank you. God, we thank you for this time on today, Lord God. We thank you that even though you gave us one thing to talk about, that you came and you wrecked this whole podcast episode with what you wanted your daughters to hear on tonight, Lord God. So, Lord, we just say thank you. We thank you that you love us so much that you will interrupt our plans Amen. and to, to, to send us a message and to teach us some things that we may not have already known. So, God, we say thank you on today oh god we thank you for your love towards us oh god we can feel it um even when we can't see you oh god we know that you love us oh god uh first and foremost because you sent your son jesus christ to die on the cross simply for us oh god not for anything else but for us oh god so lord we are so grateful that you love us the way that you do we are so grateful that even though we can't always see it and even though it doesn't always feel like it you are working behind the scenes on our individual journeys oh God, we thank you, oh God, for never giving up on us, oh God. Even when we wanted to give up on ourselves, oh God, you would not give up on us. You said that we were your daughters and that you would always be here for us, oh God. We thank you for walking beside us on this journey and not leaving us, oh God. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, God, and you have proven that over time and time and time again you have proven that no matter what this journey brings our way that you are always with us oh god you're always mm-hmm. teaching us oh god you're always encouraging us encouraging us oh god and you are always there for us oh god so lord we thank you we thank, thank you god. for being a present father oh god we thank you yes, that god. abba father is here with us oh god even when we don't realize it oh god so lord we ask that 
um, as you have taught us today, oh God, that you will remind us of what you have taught us in the days to come, oh God. Mm -hmm. Remind us of how to bind and loose those things on earth and in heaven, oh God. Mm -hmm. Remind us of how to pray and what to pray and how to be specific with you in our alone time with you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you love us so much, that you will teach us how to be better, oh God, on this journey, oh God. Mm -hmm. We thank you that you love us so much, that you are teaching us, oh God, how to be victorious and how to be strategic oh god so lord we Amen. give your name all praise honor and glory oh god and lord we bind the spirit of infertility right here and right now oh god Jesus, we bind every spirit that has come against our bodies oh god we bind every spirit of fibros oh god we bind every spirit of pcos oh god we bind every spirit of endometriosis oh god we bind every spirit of sexually transmitted diseases and infections oh god any Thing that comes against our bodies that is preventing us from yes, conceiving the children that you have promised us oh God we bind it right now Amen. in the name of Jesus and God we lose your peace oh God we lose yes. good health oh God we lose that yes, every cell in our body is lining up and doing everything that you have ordained it to do oh God yes, we lose God. our blood vessels flowing the way that they should oh God yes, we lose your spirit of health on us on tonight oh God yes, Lord. so Lord we thank you oh God you, we God. bless your holy name, God. Thank we you, thank you that you have given us power and authority to trample on serpents, oh God. And yes. because you have given that power and authority to us, oh God, we take it right now, oh God, and we trample on the serpent of infertility, oh God. We yes, we God. trample on the serpent that has told us that we will never conceive, oh God. We trample yes. on the serpent that has tried to convince us, oh God, that we are less than what you have already called us, oh God. So Lord, yes, we just God. say thank you thank on you, today, God. oh God. We thank you for your love oh god we thank you for your grace and your mercy yes, oh god sir. we thank you that you have forgiven us oh god and lord if our infertility or if our situations are caused by anything that we have done any sins that we have committed knowingly or unknowingly right god god right now we repent in the name of jesus yes god in the name if, of if jesus. our situations are caused by anything that has happened in our bloodline anything that our parents have done we yes, we uh, break the curse right now in the in name, the of, name jesus. of jesus god we Get repent on their behalf right now oh god so lord we thank yes, you oh god, god. we thank you that curses jesus. have been broken on in today oh god we jesus. thank you that we have bound the spirit of infertility on yes, today oh god we thank yes, you that god. we have loosed your love we have yes, loosed your lord. peace we have loosed your healing on today yes, oh god Jesus. and lord we come and give you all praise honor and glory for and this glory. on today yes. oh god and so lord we thank you lord we thank you that from now on we will walk in our healing oh god from yes, now god. on we will we will be in expectation of the manifestation of said healing oh god yes, from god. now on oh god we will do exactly what you have called us to do as it relates to us preparing for the babies that you have promised us oh god we yes, will walk god. in the authority that you have given us oh god when the enemy tries to convince us that it really didn't work oh god and that we were not healed oh god we will remind ourselves that the enemy is a liar and no truth comes from him oh god Amen. so lord we just say thank you god thank we you, praise man. your holy name Oh God, this prayer we pray in your son Jesus' name. In Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Ooh. All right, loves. Um, this concludes this week's episode of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. As always, if you are listening um, to this episode and you are currently dealing with infertility, miscarriage, or infant loss, and you want to be surrounded by women who get what you're going through, uh, Womb Prep is always open. Our private Facebook group, this is where it all goes down. This is where you can vent, you can cry, but you will also get the prayer and encouragement that you need. Um, and you can DM me on Facebook or Instagram and I will get you um, get you set up in our group. Um, also, the Journey to Motherhood experience, we are doing our first conference November 12th and 13th here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is going to be the conference that um, if you're dealing with these issues, you need to be here. Um, and I say that because this is the conference where we're going to deal with sisterhood. We're going to deal with fellowship. We're going to deal with prayer. We're going to deal with healing. We're going to deal with deliverance. It's going to be all of that and some. And so I don't want y'all to miss it. So if you want to be in attendance, go to www.the, T-H-E, J, the letter 2, 
I mean, the number two, let me start that over. The, T-H-E, <laughs> <laughs> the letter J, the number two, the letter M, experience.com for ticket information. Uh, we love you guys. We are praying for y'all. And we thank y'all for rocking with us for season three of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. All right, guys, that's it. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>